Um, good day, everyone. My name is Mahmoud Damisi, widely known as the Everything Middleman. And thanks for joining us today on our podcast platform, Advibe with Damisi. We are actually going to be deviating from the norm today and take you through Nigeria's um, political history. Today, as usual, no, you don't. I'm with four amazing guys in sets in, in persons of Tal, Queen of X, Bolajoko Smile, and OT. Before we proceed, I would love my co-host to take the floor and make a um, proper introduction of themselves before we proceed. Now, over to Premium S. Can you make a short um, description of what you do and what you expect from you to Hi, my name is Premium X, and I'm an all-round creative. Yeah, so people would refer to me as a creative prostitute. So anything creativity just counts me in. So um, today, I'm expecting vibes pure undiluted vibes you know and we are going to be dropping knowledge you know like hiroshima and nagasaki okay over to you ot yeah um good day everyone um ot um a political enthusiast and uh, creative so to say i'm happy to be here i mean it's vibes with damacy and we are here to vibe with damacy yeah bola joko smile what do you have for us today Hi guys, my name is Bolajuku Smile. I'm a business and political enthusiast, and I'm proud to be here. Thank you. Oh, shit, Tal, what's up? Okay, hello everyone. My name is Tal, and then I'll assume that we are all creatives here. And I'm I'm an interesting person who will see his phone in virtually everything. And today we'll be discussing, discussing on history of Nigeria. Okay. Very much. Um, guys, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. And um, going to the topic of today, we are going to be discussing basically about the history of Nigeria politics. Um, to everyone that is quite conversant with how our democracy would have, have known that we all have some shortcomings in the process of our democracy and governance. And this didn't actually happen today. It's a process that has metamorphosed into something we can't um, control in the day. Um, I'll betray my first question to Krenom X. Krenom X, what do you think about Nigerian colonization and struggle to independence? Do you really feel we were ready for independence before the over? Okay, well, I might not really have a definite answer for if we were ready or not. A lot of analysts would say that we were actually not ready for the independence. A lot of political analysts will tell you we are not ready for the independence because we are not really matured. Wait, 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 Mr. Quinom X, also, Mr. Quinom X, what do you um, mean by we are not really matured? Because it was... At, at, at that time, at that time, at that time, we did not really have a kind of nationalization of most of the industries. At that time, most of, you know, the top tiers, the facilities were added by the British. So for them to, you know, to finally um, make it, because independence is for you to um, be out of um, um, the clutches of your colonial uh, masters, so to speak. So now, most of the um, the top posts, the, the government posts, the, um, the military, all of that, they are, um, the what's it called? The colonial master actually occupy most of this, and mo- the indigenous people are not number one, probably not well educated to even handle those. Posts. So there were a lot of you know fac- um, factors that I you know personally I said that when the time my own opinion personally is if the time is right it's actually right. But then so people are of the opinion that at that time 
we're not really matured. And like I said earlier, the independence was given okay, to us. Okay, okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll love, I'll love to come in. If you are seeing not, Nigeria at that time, it was not really matured for, we're not ripe for independence. Do you know, um, Ghana had their independence, was it 1957 or 19, um, 1959? 58. 57. 58. Okay, 57. 57. But when Ghana, when Ghana, when Ghana um, gained their independence, we are actually the one ruling, ruling them to an extent that they were all now to an extent. And we felt we as Nigerians, we add more, we add more resources than Ghanaian, Ghanaians. Ghanaians. The thing is this, um, at that point, at that time, they were actually, because Nigeria was supposed to have gotten independence even before 1960, okay. you understand. But the approach we used was, where, I would say begging in quotes, we're not really as proactive as it's supposed to be. The Ghanaians were actually very ready. And there was this kind of um, subtle competition between Nigeria and Ghana who would get the independence first. Because, you know, um, they're actually um, close neighbors and they were um, colonized by the same masters. So there was this kind of um, subtle com- com- um, competition between, yes, between both nations. And well, Ghana got it first. Because everybody were thinking that, okay, if, Ga- if Nigeria should get it first, you know, it stamps their glory as the um, giant of Africa, that kind of thing. Oh, but then yeah. Ghana got it first. But looking at some of the, yes, you know, you, your question, your earlier question was the um, colonization yeah. and dependence. We'd say that, like I said, um, this country was, there's, there's actually a forced marriage, you know. Okay. If you're not comparing, you're you comparing Ghana and by, um... Nigeria yes 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 the southern and the northern protectorate in 1914 so if you're looking at ghana as a nation you would see that number one the advantage ghana had was ghana was relatively small compared to nigeria and they don't have this kind of diversity normally normally this diversity is actually supposed supposed to be our strengths people coming to from diverse race, from diverse group coming together to build the nation together. But we saw it as as an avenue to to find who is more superior, the, the race that is more superior. You know, the Igbo people will come and because number one, the Igbo are actually very very industrious and they are very hardworking and very creative. So aside those good attributes, there's this kind of compactness and loudness that comes with them that. They be like we are the choosing race, you know, to to come to East Africa as a whole. They, they see themselves as the choosing tribe. So this kind of thing, there is there is a case of where somebody is actually good. Do you understand? You are good, and everybody knows you are good. But when you start making noise about it, then it makes people um have this kind of beef against you. So that kind of level. And then people were this setting group were trying to have a competition between themselves. So Ibo has the advantage of being um and they were smart, intelligent, all of that. And then the northern people have the advantage numbers. They have well, if you're talking about Western education, it was not the Western education first came to um the western Lagos, side, yes. <laughs> so to speak. Actually, south from Lagos, you know, the Yoruba tribe got advantage to that um, um, education than the Igbos. But the amazing part is that when the education actually got to the East, the rate at which they assimilated that education and absorbed the culture and all of that, in a space of 
20, 30 years, they were almost catching up with robots that have gotten, uh, you know, that education has been with them for about 100 okay, okay, um, okay, about okay, maybe Thank you very years. much. Thank you very much. Understand? I would love so, to move down to OT. Um, yes. Mr. OT, what do you think about, you know, after gaining the independence, yeah. we felt, okay, yeah, we are ready to kickstart the movement to liberate our country as an African nation. But then, we started experiencing um, political issues like the, we had our first coup even after they became a Republican. And um, the first coup led to the death of Samad Bello. Okay, so yeah. do you really think to an extent tribalism and um, tribalism, the Biafran war, and corruption? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. um, over to you, to Mr. Oti. After we gained our independence and we felt like, okay, yeah, we are ready to kickstart the movement to liberate our country. We started experiencing political issues. Like, for example, now we had our first military coup that led to the death of Sir Ahmad Bello. We also had some political instability and other sorts. What do you really think? Um, what do you really think? catalyzed all these issues was it was it still the fact that we are, we are immature to run the government by ourselves yeah you see basically um like um Krenum has said um nigerian were not really 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 ready for independence and to me from my own personal point of view i think it was based on um individual interest personal interest the fight for independence was based on personal interest because there are some there are some group of individuals that represent some um, prominent tribes and they want their tribe to be the one ruling the country. And that will boil down to the fact why we have our first coup. It was led by some um like they will call it Igbo soldiers, that's um Kaduna Sogo and the likes. And like you rightly mentioned, this coup led to the death of Amadou Belu, Akintola and all of them. And a counter coup again was um, was made by military men. What I mean by the northern okay. um, military men. This, if you look at this, Kali, you will see that it's something like a, tri- a tribal. Let me call it game of chess. Like, okay, this is this is um this tribe is the one ruling now. No, we can't accept that. We want to be the one ruling. So tribalism majorly has been the cause of everything we've been going through post independence. I mean, through during the post independence period. If we check the independent and um, the independence um Britain gave us um okay. um critically, you will see that it didn't give us the full autonomy ow, like ow, that. Ow. Describe, describe that. They didn't give us the full autonomy. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to explain. That they didn't give us the full autonomy like that. Um so okay, so let me check this in. Um first I would like to um I'll say the the states the fact that you said um Zogu and some other military men because he kind of I, are you talking about the first are, are you talking about the first school or second school first school the everything 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 that he's talking about the first school he, the first he school. actually missed the point in the first place he was talking about political instability and how politicians were fighting for how they were ethnocentric and they were fighting for the interest of their yeah, tribe exactly. and he moved to Izugu, and then Izugu is a military man who was not even a politician at that okay. time. So do you get what I'm saying? So the coup was as a result of military intervention into politics. Because they felt 
they are not actually um sorry 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 sorry, sorry, sorry to chip in tal why, why do you think since okay. um 1999 we are here to experience a coup again is it that it's not it's okay. okay 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 Raji, Raji, Raji wants to answer that question the question is why is it that since 1999 we are here to experience another coup Okay, okay, yes. Okay, I, I think okay. we need to give that to the ingenuity of President Bashir Babasanjo. This is also what he did when okay. he came into power. When he came into power in 1999, as a former former military man, he knew what was um, in place because once between twice shy. The other time, okay. um, we had a break um, of democratic power. Uh, okay. The military guys usurped power again and then... <laughs> He had to go back to the military room. So when he came in 1999, he saw that there was a possibility for us to have another military rule that um, a coup should occur. So what he did was, as the commander-in-chief of the army, okay. he called everyone that in power that, that were his seniors. He, okay. he asked the military to write their names out. He asked the military to write names of those who had been in coup. Who had, okay. who had planned coup yeah. for, or those who are, uh, those, or those who benefited no, from the benefit. coup. Do, do we get that? Yeah. So he called them together. He listed their names, and when he do, when he did that, he retired everyone. Hmm. So when he retired them, yes, he didn't no, retire no. them to to be idle or to to lose relevance. What he did was, okay, you can go into business. Can go into mainstream politics. Oh, 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 oh! Is that is that yes. why? Is that, and then, is that, and then is most, that, most that, of them, most of so, them. So is that is that is that one of the reasons why we have um former military persons engaging in, in modern Nigerian um, oh, democracy? Yes, that was the the of, of, exactly. Okay. Most of them went into uh, into um, okay. politics, governance. Okay, and, uh, okay. I think this this actually boils down to selfishness. And the thing is, I, I really commend that move by Obasanjo because if we look at the psychology of the coup from, from 1966 to 1999, every coup that happened, you actually find some guys, some, some soldiers, you find their names more than five times or six yes. times. So people, most of those people who actually staged the coup, they were even taking part, taking part in the subsequent ones. So I was like, because... You have, you've already tasted, okay, this is how to do it, how to do it. So, when the next set of people feel like, okay, we are not satisfied with the way these people are running from men, and they want to take the book, they'll come and you need your head, blah, blah, blah. Mm, yeah. Okay, um, my next question goes to um, Bolajo Kusmao. All right. Smile, what do you think about, what do you think about the Biafran war? Because in my, in my own head, as a young guy, I think, okay, this set of this, this part as, as a leader of a particular part in Nigeria, okay. I've I've um consented my people and they're like, we want we don't want this set of people again, we want to stay alone. It's I think it's it was something the Nigeria um government has at that time to look on to. They wanted to be free of themselves. Why didn't why didn't the um why did the federal government didn't charge them to take the move? And do you think and as at that moment for, for most of us that know about um the Niger um, the Biafran war. We saw that to, to an extent, they were they were denied of many basics stuff they were supposed to enjoy. They were denied of it, and then the the world kept looking at the Biafran. What do you really think about the structure of the Biafran world? That's the question. Well, that, that's that's a very hard nut to crack because the Biafran war and the whole 
subjects or the subject matter around the discourses um, a little bit complicated. But let's have it like this: they were being shortchanged, and we are dependent on their resources too. We are dependent on um, their manpower in the military because, as I said, nations might even even till now the nations might is. Um, the northerners the nations might any any country's might is their political their military power and their economic power okay so then we had Igbo guys in um, military they are, they are good brains they are in the civil service they are in they, are, they boost the economy until now you see find, find them doing several stops around the nation and then it looks like Jealousy, jealousy is starting to set in because these guys are industrious and they are making money. And an average woman in the north is making loads of money. And then the northern guys like, what's up? What are they, what are these guys doing? Where are they from? And then he starts killing them. And there's no, there's no, there's no rep- proper representation up there. Everybody's. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by what do you mean by proper um, proper representation? This man, um, the man that led the Biafra, what's his name again? Um, Ojuku. Ojuku. Yes. Ojuku. Ojuku was Ojuku actually um had the power. He was he was the military. He was he was in the. He was the Eastern governor. Was he called as a dead? He was. He was the Eastern governor. Then. Eastern governor. He was Eastern. Then Eastern. What is the regional system of government? But really, there's no. Then we should operate. There was um, Eastern Governor, there was Northern Governor, there was Western Governor. Okay. No? Western. And I think Midwest. Yeah, yeah. So, there was there was Midwest. We had, yeah, we had Midwest. We, we used to have represented yeah. Sean, but this guy saw that up there, the federal system, it was not enough. Okay. We were not getting enough. And there are but were, but if you are not, if you are saying if you are saying it's not enough, they had Unam Diaskui as the president to then. They had then. And that, to me, I don't think it was not enough. Was a democratic. But wait, but wait, but wait. I want to ask a question. Was Unam Diaskui the ceremonial president? Was he what? Was he the president or a ceremonial president? Then we had because I just felt that that post that post was just there for ceremony. Exactly. If that space was for ceremony, then who was presiding? Tafawa. The prime minister. Tafawa. The prime minister. Virtually, it was Tafawa. Bali. was just there as because as a figurehead. Safar Baliwa was the only person who could control the military as a then, so he was basically running the country. Namdi was just there. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, Kinomex, you are saying something. That's the point I wanted to bring out. Okay, continue, Mr. Small. Okay, um, Small. Small, are you there? Yes. Do you look at the um the point? I mean, the perspective that um Gowon wanted to, I mean, divided the states into to, I mean, divided the region into two states, so as okay. to foster um this thing um ethnic peace and to curb um ethnic crisis. But the eastern region were part of those that that were against, against such move. Meaning, fact, to I'm... me, from my own perspective, I think Ojuku had this um. Had this personal 
personal vendetta that he has this superiority complex that he wanted to show Gohan that no, no. we know the move. No, 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 Mr. Oti, Mr. Oti. I think we're talking about we are talking about the spirit. We are talking about um Ojuku showcasing um the the um supremacy in him, the supremacy spirit. He felt if um what's it called this this go on, go on was just more like a small boy in the academy, in the, in the military academy while they were experienced. As I am, you don't really have the inter- knowledge I have. You don't you don't really have anything. Then why do you why why do you get residing over? I think that was what I was what that was happened that year. Well but okay then, let me just let me Coming at that point, well, would you go and go on where more like um, so and and if you are talking about that 12 state structure, this 12 state structure, if you look at it tentatively, it is not really to to stop um ethnic whatever, whatever it is, it was in a bid to actually break down because at that point, you know, it was um the government where it was a kind of regional. So when you start breaking, when you start breaking these states down. The space, you know, the, the the space the eastern region is actually controlling will fall away from them. That is the reason why Ojuku was actually out of it. Okay, we want to secede, and then you still want to start breaking um our 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 inner distance. Imagine you have, let's say, the area you're controlling now is Alabata to camp, and then someone say, Okay, now we are cutting off camp area from you. So that was the reason. At that point, I don't think it is yet um in different perspective. I think they're both looking at it in different perspective. Perhaps Gohan thought to us, okay, we have to like cope this ethnic crisis. Why Ojuku was looking at it that he wants to reduce our control. Well, our I control. thought I, I think there should be a more mature okay, okay, to look okay. at the ethnic. Well, this the 12 state um is actually very, very commendable. Very, very commendable. But then if they had wanted, if he really cared about um curbing the because what I saw go on as you know from different sources was well. The reason why the Abri Accord did not hold water was that okay, fine, we've already we came together to make a peace reconciliation, and then you went away because Gowan is very notorious. He's a very notorious person for not keeping his words. Gowan will tell you that okay, okay, fine, I want to do this. At the end of the day, he's not going to do it. Do you understand? There were a lot of re- reconciliation. Okay, this is what we want. Well, we are go- um, freedom as God that at, I felt. Let me just clear something. If you are looking at, if you are looking at the history of secession, we know that it was actually the northern region that actually wanted to secede because they felt that the coup. And I think somebody mentioned earlier that they said the coup was um, Igbo soldiers. And then if you look at it, these guys were not really Igbo in that sense. They were not really fighting for Igbo. What they wanted was they wanted a revolution because they saw the way the, um, the civilians were running the government and the way the military was was that at that point the military the military was actually filled with illiterates basically they they they, they and the the government use they will create riots you understand and then they will use these military people to go and call the riot especially at that point i think in the night in the 60s there was this thief uprising the thief people where they act they have to ask the military to go there and then you know forcefully shot these people up so these military people were seeing all these things that these people are using us for this and then they start having more trained more trained officers from sandshot and at that point um you will see that was one of the highest um ranking officer at that point was like i asked for soldiers you are giving me graduates because 
there were more turnout of people coming out from the universities joining the military other than where you are just having illiterate anybody just going into the military and then wants to see so these people were more enlightened and then they started seeing that this is not how a government so this country is too young for the way these people are ruling it so let us come and then take over power so that was how, how it um started okay 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 i think um our our listeners get that part but but then i now what did what do you think is the future for biafra because about three years ago before the um before the last general election we had um can can was was we had calling for calling for Stage with, uh, this time, I think they are getting better. They have radio, they have many supporters who are abroad. So, what do you think is the future for Biafra? And the question goes to Tao. What's easy? What do, yeah, I, what do you think is the, what do you think the future for Biafra? Do you think, do you think Biafra can be a reality for Biafra? Exactly. I don't think so. Biafra can't be a reality. It's very, it's, it's almost as saying it's very hard for. Um, one Nigeria to be reality. Before that answers his exactly. question, exactly. Before, before, before exactly. answers his question, um, the for Biafra is almost same as um, when South Sudan was fighting against North Sudan for 21 okay. years to gain their independence. And then when they gave their independence, all those tribes, all of them, they started standing. Want to be on our own. 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 If Biafra comes to yeah. well, what I would say is that I feel like because after the war they they were already fully integrated back into Nigeria and then nobody was clamoring for this thing. The items was so long, and then you just came out from Britain. May, 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 may I even add that? Yeah, add in fact, that? in fact, I would like to add. Yeah, they are interested. Okay, one hours, one hours, one hours, one hours, please. Okay, which proceeding? Okay, I, 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 I would like to add the reason why that, that war actually happened, the civil war actually happened, was they were seeing it as a form of revenge too. Because before the war, police started. There's some forms of killing of um, people, there were programs that actually happened up in the north. And then, you know, we had. Um, Mutine, Mutine happened in the military where the um, outsiders were ganging up to kill people. Because that was the origin of the second coup. The second coup was actually was a plan to revenge um, for the death of um, Bafa. And Ahmad They were not planning to. Yes, they were not planning to take over the country. Oh, really? They were not planning to take over. So after all those all those killings happened, so they now actually found out okay, there's a free space for who will be the ruler now. There's a free space. So that was why right, go on. Okay, um let me let me chip in this question once again. You know, I think to an extent, most of us are you buzz here. During during the Biafra war and um, and it and it stopped. I want to represent it at that time, Chief um, Aulawo. He didn't really, he didn't really, have, he was sitting on the fence, although he later propagated the move that killed their fans, that made them surrender, that made them um, surrender. What do you feel, what, what, what do you think is the stance of Yoruba, the Yorubas, if their family um, do it reality? Because we, we don't seem to be independent as at now. 
for example, now, um, I don't know what's at that time, I had issues with Akintola. Yes. In fact, so to say, so to say, in fact, yeah. I think that was what led to the death of Akintola. Well, Akitala, Akitala was no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 not actually. The, the, the point was <laughs> looking at Akitala's history. <laughs> well, let me just quickly go to um, the, the, the point um, the future of Yoruba people and secession and all of that. Well, this is what happened, you know, like I said earlier, that the, the, the set of people that wanted to secede was the north. Sure, you understand. They wanted to leave okay. the country, so you understand. But then, the I think the forces from the British were like, "Bro, if you leave this country, <laughs> you know, go pay you." So you understand. Hmm. And then, because of um, the issues that ari- arise from killing their their leaders and the way the coup sounded, because there were a lot of rumor at that point. So you understand that all of them are Igbo soldiers that they killed them and all of that, and then they started taking that kind of revenge, and then they saw. Because if you're looking at the the, the, the coup, there are a lot of events uh, that happened that made it seem as if it was an Igbo takeover. First of all, most of the soldiers, most of those majors were actually mm-hmm. they had Igbo names, even though they were not yeah, really um, Igbo, like yeah. uh, yes, like holding the pride of Igbo. Most of them were exactly. some of them, you know, the story of the Kaduna exactly, guy, exactly. the man named Kaduna, and his friend named just like an that kind of thing and there's also a yoruba mind there Ademola, so for people to speak that saying that this is an evil coup i don't know and the coup what now brought irosi to power was that irosi actually planned to because it was the most those people they wanted to kill irosi or attack him so if he's an evil coup why would you want to kill one of your one of your people or you know, arrest one of your people. to understand? Because they felt like Irosi was too slow. And in reality, Irosi is actually Irosi has the body of a soldier, very tall, built, but then he's a very soft-spoken person, a very gentle person. And some of um his his kind of um, personality actually affected his government so much that led to the 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 counter coup, where um one actually came in because there were a lot of policies that Erosi made, but then those policies came at the very wrong time, at the very, very wrong time. And Erosi basically was an arm, he does not have knowledge of politics. So, let me keep in this question. We are going to take over um, in, the, in our next, yes, yes, yes. Um, the question, the last question for today is now, if you have to look at it from a very, very quick angle between um, the military governance and democracy system which do you really think is going to pay nigerians which which really pay pays us with our political structure and um, demography there there is there is no way there is no way the military gov, gov, governance of, um, system is going to pay us because democracy is the, a voice and it gives us um, Run for an election, or that's one. Democracy gives us the voice to ask questions. In but have we, have we been asking questions? Have we been asking questions? Okay, if, if, if you are talking about questions, where 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 is, where is all the what money? Is right? Um, Alice Madu. Exactly. We are not getting an answer. See, it, it, Wait. it is because. 
No, the thing is this. The thing is this. The thing is this. Democracy is actually the best practice in theory. In theory, is actually the best practice. But then, <laughs> applying it in Nigeria context, oh my, oh my God. We know what's happening. Because Nigeria is messing up and our leaders are messing up. Then, um... The military is what have you come to realize that we the youth of tomorrow, the we the leaders of tomorrow are messing up. See, 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 Everything that happened after the But one of the reasons why we might not be having another military rule is because the world at time was not aside from the things that some several years ago, I missed a lot of military um, officers. I think the world at large does not even represent they, they, they don't they don't they don't stand, they don't like military rule. So Everybody now feels okay. Everybody feels democracy is. Yeah, yes, because bodies are economically it gags, it gags the citizens. See, it is in the Nigerian system of governance you feel that you ask questions and then there are no answers. It's it's even a privilege for us to ask questions, not now to of asking questions and getting answers sometimes, or even or even getting every time, or even not getting at all. In the system of government, you don't even get answers. Do you know how many times? You know you know how many times the likes of Oshoyika. All of these guys who ask questions then and now used to seek asylum outside, used to would have to go out, would have to run out, out of the country. Sure. The country. Yeah. They, 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 they even get in prison. Fine. I know the military, the military, the military governments were unchecked. Like they were, they were like the alpha. There was nothing to check them. But then there is something, there's something I so much love about the military. Exactly. Rule, and that is the discipline okay. in the country. Why do I don't want to be absolute. I don't want to be absolute. Before we can, we can. It's because because those 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 are the M's of affair are filled really. That's why we think um, the military system of government are disciplined and all that. This is abuse power. This is abuse power. Okay, okay. Another, another. This is another. Well, the military, the military, are actually not disciplined when it comes to because the point was if you look at if you look at the history of all the cool self, the same thing they were fighting against was the same. You know when they saw the money that corruption, corruption, blah 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 blah. Okay, yeah. So guys, thanks very much for joining us today. We really really appreciate your time and um, support on at vibe with Damisi. So next week we are going to continue discussing about the history of Nigerian politics and the future of Nigeria. Yeah, thanks very much, guys, once again. We really really appreciate. Yeah, till then, stay safe. Thank you.